Welcome to Analyzing Television, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at topics and situations in the world of television. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about the Netflix strategy, the next podcast for Analyzing Television. Um, yeah, I wanted to take a bit of time and talk about um, Netflix. They do things a little bit differently as opposed to some of the other streamers out there. They've also changed the way they do certain things in the last couple of years, I want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, Netflix is an interesting one. Um, Netflix in the last couple of years have also cancelled a few more shows than they have done. There's been varying different reasons for that. But uh, and z- some of those shows, some people have turned around and said, "Oh, why have you cancelled this? Why have you cancelled that? That's a great show. Why have you cancelled this and that?" There's there's different reasons as to why Netflix does the things that they do, and I think I've caught on to well, caught on a, a, a while ago. As to what they do. But they've also started a company that tends to throw a lot of shows at the wall. And see what sticks really. And I've had a... We, we sometimes get into one of those situations where we're browsing through Netflix right. We, we have certain things we want to watch on the platform. But we're not quite sure what. And then we start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. We, we, we've all done it before. And you go oh yeah there's this show. There's this show. There's this show. Oh, this is new. This has come out. I've never heard of this thing before. Keep the never heard of this thing before in in your mind as well. That's really um, important in terms of the the strategy that Netflix does. But Netflix is one of them networks that te- or streaming services that tends to throw ten new shows at the wall and have about three or four of them that stick. They'll renew those three or four shows and then quietly cancel the rest of them. One of the reasons these things, this thing happens is Netflix has got a problem with promotion. Now, it's kind of understandable as to why. Because they do green light and produce so many TV shows. Probably more than what even I realise. Probably more than what you realise. But there's been several times I've had a scroll through Netflix. And there's probably been about 20 to 30 shows... That I've scrolled past. Like new ones. Like 2020, 2021-ish. Like, that's kind of new isn't it? Or especially for 2021. Or new new films that have come out. And I'll scroll past those 20 TV shows. And think never heard of that. Never heard of that one. Never heard of that one either. Do you know why? Because Netflix didn't tell anybody. Um, I've even spoken to David before. Because he gets like press releases of certain things. Obviously that's where he gets his air dates from. Because they put out in press releases... This is our new air date for this show and that's where he posts his TV and film news from uh, or the the TV air date news from because he has to be told those things in advance so that he can post that as news and then we all know when those shows are airing or for when shows get renewed as well. And he's even even said things to me before about uh, Netflix not sort of not even sort of posting certain things on their press release. And it may even be a case, because you might, you might ask, okay, why wouldn't Netflix put like their own TV shows on a press release to let people know? They have so much that comes out on their platform, I just think they get completely overstuffed with, okay, we have these 10 new shows coming out this week. Some of them are returning seasons, some of them are new shows. There's probably even 10 more shows on top of that that come out that are new. And they can't promote all of them. 
or they don't promote all of them. Now, what Netflix tends to do is they'll pick three or four of those things and they'll promote them a lot. And every one out of ten of those, you'll get something like a Squid Game. Of course, Squid Game recently, I, I did review it, I really enjoyed it. And you'll get things like The Witcher or Sex Education or The Crown. Things that will actually stand, or like Bridgerton or Stranger Things. Something that will actually stand out a lot more and people will be aware of. To me, what Netflix is trying to do with that is say, hey, here's a big new show that we got, Squid Game. You, you've heard of it, your friends have talked about it, you've seen us post about it on social media, you've seen us even make jokes about it on social media, you've seen us post memes about it on social media. Post, 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 Squid Game, Squid Game, Squid Game. Come and come and watch it. Your friends have talked about it. You've heard it on the radio. You've probably seen it in the newspapers or, or wherever. So you go there, you get stuck into that show, right? You binge watch it, the nine episodes, nine episodes of it. And then Netflix goes, cool, you've watched it. Here's the other shows that we've got, right? Some of those will be like, oh, yeah, there's that Witcher TV show. Heard about that? Go and watch all that. That's got the uh, the one season out. And then they'll start pushing their more popular shows onto you. But what they also try and do is, you know, when you finish, when you get, because obviously if you get to the end of an episode, that will just play the next one. When you get to the end of the season and then know that you've finished that show and you might go back and rewatch it, but you might not do that straight away. So it always, always comes up, doesn't it? It usually has three things listed at the bottom. New suggestions to try out. You might like these things. I've noticed that that is when they tend to push some of their more or some of their lesser known sort of shows. And that's how they tend to sort of do things. So in a way, if you're kind of a smaller show and you're not getting promoted by Netflix, but you're put on that platform, it's a lot less likely that you'll be discovered. Um, that is kind of where you turn to the, the hidden gems. Granted, there is a little category for them. But there's a, there's a bit of a jump with Netflix where it's sort of, here's our big new shows, here's our Squid Game. Then there's the next bit, which is, okay, here's the shows that uh, are other big shows, right? On, Net, our, um, on Netflix, our Witchers, Sex Education, Stranger Things, those kind of things. And then here's our other hidden gems, which, like, good luck finding them. Those hidden gems should really be for when, okay, when you're not quite, you have things that you want to watch, you're not quite maybe in the mood to watch them or whatever the case may be, and you start scrolling. Now, when you start scrolling and you look through different categories, uh, they tend to name new categories like all the time, actually. Um, and then they've got like new releases and things like that. That's where your hidden gems start coming into things. They've also added in the last year or so I would say or six months to a year roughly a uh, shuffle button now usually if you tell me about a shuffle button I usually think of music like if you've got an album of music or a playlist of music of I don't know 10 20 30 songs however many you're not quite sure what to listen to okay just throw them at me in whatever order but music can be obviously a much more passive thing where the song lasts two three maybe four minutes or something and you shuffle your music that's kind of a new thing that Netflix is trying in a way where I, I, I don't know any other network or streaming service that does that. Obviously with networks and like freeview channels, yes, they put like, you know, Channel 4 put, puts like random episodes of The Simpsons on. But that's not the same thing as Shuffle. The Shuffle option, I mean, there's got to be dozens of things with, with, with dozens of options within the Shuffle menu. But that's sort of Netflix trying to tell you we've got so much content 
and we can't show you all of it because there's just so much of it so just press this button and we'll just throw something at you now I'm not actually really sure if the shuffle button feeds off of your recommendations because obviously when you finish something on Netflix it will say here's what you re we recommend you to watch next right and it will be related or sometimes not related at all <laughs> to be honest to the thing that you've just watched or the things that you've watched so if I watch like let's say Cursed and The Witcher and like The Kingdom or sorry The Last Kingdom I expect to kind of be pushed some fantasy shows but then they might push like hey We'll just show you Stranger Things because it's pop because it's one of our popular shows, or we'll recommend you. So sometimes that doesn't actually work for your recommendations because you could get recommended like completely different things. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting that they've introduced a shuffle button as well. I think that's an interesting change that they've uh, decided to make. Of like, hey, we get it. We've got like two million things on our streaming service. We're not sure what to re recommend you. <laughs> You're not sure what to watch. Just hit this button and we'll throw something on the screen for you. And it could be anything. It could be anything, of course. Um, the other interesting note is... So you might be thinking, okay, these, these popular shows that do well. The Stranger Things, Squid Game, uh, Witcher, Sex Education, The Crown. You know, the list goes on and on. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Why don't they sort of, you know, put the numbers out for those and make more of those types of shows? Netflix didn't used to, and they're still a little bit cagey about it, in terms of how their numbers work. Because you can Google kind of, I think, any network TV show, and you can get a rough number of how many people are watching it. So something like Supergirl or The Flash 
or this is us you can look those things up and you can see the ratings numbers uh, I've never specifically tried to do that with a Netflix show but they have been a lot more cagey about numbers um, before now they've they've started to in the last couple of years give out certain numbers and they're a bit vague sometimes with the numbers that they use I remember a number I heard the other day I think it was 110 or like 150 150 something million households had started Squid Game that's pretty vague isn't it households when you think of Netflix and obviously you've got the I don't know how many counts you can have but I've, we, we've got three in this house um, so okay the households watched it obviously you've got things like okay if you're sitting with somebody and you click on an episode that counts that as one view where whereas there's two of you watching a show uh that counts for every single you know you know like walking dead on amc if it's you and another person or two other people and you're watching the walking dead it's only going to count it as one viewer because there's only one box or one tv watching the show right that thing doesn't know that there's like three or four people in the front room watching the show the same that same thing applies to every tv show really um that's where you can get a better judgment of things like box office numbers because you do have to have a ticket for each individual person so you can judge that a bit more clearer but they didn't say things like how many households or how many accounts have watched it so you, you you've got that kind of going on as well but the Netflix strategy getting back to the back to that sort of title is an interesting one because I don't know and I've picked them out specifically because I don't know any other network or streaming service that operates in the way that they do which is by just throwing as many things at the wall as possible whatever gets the attention on social media whichever does get the numbers obviously they know how many people are watching their shows but they they're a bit more vague about it they didn't used to give out any numbers before or or either that or it was really really difficult to find but for those little hidden gem shows that get like maybe a, a, a few hundred thousand watching them or a few million netflix ain't going to tell you about those um and obviously you know something like squid game that does really well has like over 100 million households they're going to boast about that of course and i think it's netflix's most watched show they're going to want to push and push and push that as much as they can um but when the squid game hype dies out uh whether it will get a second season i, I don't really know they'll have to look for their next thing and they do have like you know the next season of the witcher coming out the next season of stranger things and when they get trailers they'll post and post and post about those but that's something you got to understand is if you are a lesser watched show or more of a hidden gem on netflix you're much less likely to get renewed so even with some of those shows i've seen people enjoying and like hey why didn't they renew this it was really good yeah it might be really good but is it doing numbers like I mean it doesn't have to do Squid Games type of numbers but is it doing the numbers of those big shows is it getting the pop popularity social media buzz um and some of them haven't in uh, in recent years and Netflix has started cancelling a lot more shows actually uh it it took them a while to start cancelling things I think Marco Polo was uh I think that was the first Netflix original that's gotten cancelled there's been quite a few now since You've had things like the OA. You've had things like, obviously, um, what was it called? Glow was quite a big one. Uh, End of the Effing World 
Not End of the Effing World. Um, was it End of the Effing World? The other one. I'm not okay with this. That was that was the one. That, that's from the. Those are both from the same creator. Um, that show got cancelled. Uh, after its after its first season, Teenage Bounty Hunters. That's another one that's like a bit more of a hidden gem sort of thing. Now I understand with Glow. Obviously, Glow is a big show for for Netflix. They had that really stupid thing in place where I think it was to do with if this if we didn't start filming the season by a certain point we had to cancel the show which is a ridiculous thing to put into a contract i remember talking to david uh when they i talked to him about it on geek town when they cancelled glow and i'm not okay with this uh and it was because they couldn't start filming or something i think teenage bounty hunters was a victim of that as well uh the funny thing was with glow was they did film i think it was the fourth season they filmed the first episode of that final season Sorry, that the first episode of that fourth and final season, uh, and this obviously like COVID got in the way and stuff. But that's a pretty ridiculous thing to put into a contract, anyway. So, yeah, but uh, that's kind of the that's that's the Netflix strategy, really. It's one that sometimes works, but you got you got to get a bit of luck, really. Um, now I've noticed a few different strategies from them as well recently. I've started to get more monthly emails and notifications about this is what's coming up on Netflix. And oddly enough, I remember, la- I think it was last month. And I was scrolling through and it was like, the kingdom is back for this like film thing. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, then it was, I think like Beastars was coming back for a second season. And then Squid Game was on there. And it said, I, I remember reading the description. I was like, that sounds really cool. Like this, ga- this idea of th- this game of survival kind of thing. And oddly, I remember thinking like, oh, I wonder how many people watch this. Like it might be another sort of, you know, hidden gem kind of thing. Obviously, it's Netflix's biggest show now. Um, they didn't used to do that either. They didn't used to send out emails. They didn't used to send out like notifications because I've got the Netflix app. Um, I remember I got this like, it's like a push notification through through the app and I was like here's here's 12 and more titles I was like yeah probably more probably loads more titles coming soon to Netflix the funny thing is though that post showed me uh I think it was 10 shows there's probably about 10 more on there that they didn't show me um and it's it you you'd kind of think like I mean, it's obviously worked so far. Netflix is one of the biggest streaming services out there. But you kind of think, if you just concentrate things a little bit more and go for the quality quality over quantity thing, they could be able to change their strategy from there and not have to do the thing of, like, let's produce 10, 20 shows and have five of them stick, you know? Um, And, I mean... Uh, ultimately it does kind of waste a certain amount of money because those five or six shows that you don't end up renewing you've paid to produce those shows and they've they've, they've led to nothing really and I remember the, there's a joke that's gone around which is like Netflix will just green light every single show and it's like yeah they, 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 they do just green light too many things and you think if you take more of the approach that somebody like Apple does or somebody like Disney Plus does at least at the moment, and you sort of you really focus down on like a Ted Lasso or a Mandalorian or something like that, and they, they've got those shows still: The Stranger Things, The Crown, you know, the, all, all the shows I mentioned before. 
but they don't concentrate things enough like that. Because um, I think ultimately, what you should go for at the end of the day is let's make five really good shows that people are going to talk about. We're going to get Emmy nominated for, and they do get Emmy nominations. But that's where I like the approach that Apple takes a bit more, which is we're going to make this new season of Ted Lasso and promote it a bunch of times. It's going to get nominated for loads of Emmys, get loads of eyes on it, and then people can come to our streaming service for the couple of other really strong shows. We've got like Morning Show and C and Servant and all those sorts of things. Instead of still having another 20 shows on there that are just like no nobody's going to find. Because I wonder even as an actor, right, if you're working on some new sort of hidden gem Netflix show, I wonder if there's a certain amount of thinking of like, I'm, is this show I'm working on just going to get buried on Netflix? Um, and I'm not like complaining about any of this, by the way. It's just analysis of what they do. And I can't think of another streaming service on network that does it. But, um, I mean, they're probably not going to do it now. Netflix has been around for a long time now. And they've pretty much stuck to their guns in terms of what they're going to start doing. Or, or what they're going to continue to do. But, yeah, they kind of just wait for those few shows to, to come along and sort of like, ah, Squid Game, quick, grab it. And like, let's let's promote the, the hell out of it and get loads of people buzzing about it. Because um, Netflix does, a lot, does rely on a lot, a lot of word of mouth as well. As much as they do promote their big shows on, on Twitter and stuff like that and put trailers out. Um, it's that word of mouth buzz as well. Like, oh, have you seen Squid Game? Have you seen Squid Game? Have you seen Squid Game? You know, uh, or new season of Stranger Things comes out. Have you seen season four of Stranger Things? Oh, can you believe when that thing happened? Um, it's, yeah, that that's more of what they tend to go for. And I, I just think it was interesting to, to kind of take that and talk about that in terms of how the other streamers go about doing different things as well. So... There you go. Uh, that's that's why they spend billions of dollars every year as well. Uh, because they just produce so much television. Like sitting here right now talking to all of you about this, right? There's probably... I'm going to go on a limb and say there's probably 30 shows on Netflix that I've never heard of. That are sitting there and nobody's watching them. I've not heard of them. You've not heard of them. Maybe some of your friends have heard of like one or two of them and they're hidden gems. But there's probably about 20, 30 shows on Netflix that nobody's heard of, nobody's watching because they've just been, they've just been uploaded to a big, big thing, right? And they've just gotten totally buried. So, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's an interesting approach, but it, it has led to a few shows getting cancelled. Because uh, they just don't quite get the uh, the social media buzz. The other problem that does kind of create as well. It, it is a bit of a budget <coughs> problem to a degree. And I'm not, I'm not saying Netflix has got money tr- troubles. Obviously they do own a certain amount of money. But when you're... That money that you're putting into <coughs> making those 20 shows that nobody's ever going to find. If you take that money away and you put that into 10 really, really good shows... And you push those 10 really good shows. That will probably work better for them. I think. But Netflix likes throwing loads of shows at their streaming service. 
and just seeing what sticks. So, anyway, I think I've made my point. I've gone for about 22 minutes. I think it's a good length of time for what I've uh, decided to talk about today. But let me know, what do you think? What do you think of Netflix's approach? Do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong? Have you noticed similar kind of patterns? And this is just me from noticing patterns that they've done. Uh, Do you get emails about Netflix's upcoming TV shows? I'm curious to know about that. And their films as well. But I'm mainly focusing on their TV stuff. Um, Have you found hidden gems that nobody's ever heard of? Or that you think nobody's heard of? Uh, Have you seen Squid Game? You probably have. Uh, I do know a few people that haven't actually. So um, even with the over 100 million people or whatever that have watched it. I still do know a few people that haven't yet. So... Anyway, let me know what you think of all this. Uh, Do you think Netflix is doing things right? Do you think they're doing things wrong? I mean, they're doing a certain amount of things right, aren't they, really? Because they're still sticking around and still making really great shows. But do you think Netflix should take the approach that I suggested, which is just to concentrate a little bit more on less shows and make those shows even better? Let me know what you think. Matthew with EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. If you want a quicker way to send us emails, uh, there's an email box on the post of this podcast. You can just scroll down a little bit more. There's a big box, you can't miss it. And you can put your name, message and email in there. You can also just click on or copy and paste the name of the email. There's a clickable link for it in the show notes. You can use that as well. Either copy and paste it or click on it or whatever you want to do with that. To let me know what you think about Netflix's strategy uh, it's very different. I don't think the I don't think the others really do it in in quite the same way. Uh, we'll see if that changes. You know, Apple's starting to make a few more shows. Uh, HBO Max is starting to make a few more shows, but nobody really quite does that the same way that Netflix does. I don't think so anyway. So anyway, uh, that's it. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, that's for TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Look out today, by the way. Uh, there'll be a United cast episode later for um, the Man United Liverpool game. Uh, there's also my review for Titans, which is coming out soon as well. Um, that should be out later today as well. Look out for that. That's for season three of Titans. Um, but yeah, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, <clears throat> you can either listen to more episodes, you can find them on entertainmenttalk.org or your favorite podcast platform. So check those out as well. Uh, you can tell other people that you know, uh, word of mouth, social media, um, which is how most of you tell people about other Netflix shows. Uh, you can tell other people that you know, excuse me, about the content that we've got. Uh, just let them know what we do and where they can find it, either word of mouth, social media, that sort of thing. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast and review options. Check that out as well if you'd like to. Uh, if you'd like to find out about certain TV and film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. And Geek Town Radio. Uh, you can find that over there. For your TV and film news, film news. Geek Town Radio comes out on Tuesdays. Have a look out for that as well. Uh, Bex is still streaming very regularly over on Twitch. Trista Bites. Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well. E-Talk UK. For all my different uh, gaming streams. And if you miss any of mine. You can find them later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.